very behind the back. Drives, pulls back, puts up a three. Bang! Nine three-pointers make it now. And you're hearing MVP chants from the Golden State fans in attendance here in Philadelphia. You don't hear MVP chants on the road very often. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the BetQL app today. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps you beat the sports books. We've got Sun Sixers tonight. An intriguing game. Phoenix is 36-21 and 21 against the spread, hitting at a clip of 63%. And BetQL's model has gone. 87 and 64. That's 57.6% on Suns spread bets this season. It's Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat with you on BetQL Daily. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Also follow our guest, Michael Gallagher on Twitter. At Mike S. Gallagher. Check out his work. Establish the run. Senior NBA analyst over there. And some terrible news for the Nets. Uh, early in the evening last night, Michael. Uh, Brooklyn Nets guard James Harden suffers a setback in hamstring rehab he is out indefinitely so now what yeah uh big surprise you know day before steve nash says that harden is quote inching closer to a return uh you know he went through a great workout and apparently it wasn't a great workout so they gave him imaging and he's the same hamstring he hasn't issued with this hamstring since the okc days his other hamstring was an issue and in, in, with houston but yeah, not great. I mean, hamstrings are the most likely to be aggravated, or one of the most likely soft tissues to be aggravated. So it's certainly shutdown time. Um, you know, they're going to pretty much pack it in. I think this even has ramifications on resting other players because they've mm-hmm. had such bad luck. I feel like that may affect their decision making on Kyrie. Kevin Durant certainly not playing in back to backs. Does have that thigh bruise. Sounds pretty minor. Uh, he was getting close to getting ramped up as well before he got hurt. So. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I don't think this impacts the playoffs all that much, but certainly you could probably start writing the 76ers in 10 for the number one seed if you wanted to go that route. But, yeah, like I said, it, it's, it's going to be kind of odd to see such high-caliber players have such little amount of time next to each other and just going out there. I mean, they're going to pr- pretty much roll whoever they play in the first round, you would think. Like maybe Miami mm-hmm. gives them you know, maybe a game or two, but – uh, I just think they're too good right now. Even and just hope, hoping he doesn't have another setback again, which is crazy because he's been by far one of the most durable players in the NBA. Yeah, you look at the top of the futures board. It's all about the injuries. What do you think? Are they going to be yeah. ready for the start of the postseason? The favorite at points bet and just about everywhere. The Brooklyn Nets at plus two twenty-five. The second favorite, the Lakers at plus three fifty. What do we know about their injuries? So we know that AD is getting close. He wasn't officially ruled out until the day before, so he could be back real soon. Uh, and Kyle Kuzma actually said that AD better get his butt uh, back on the court, which is kind of funny. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds like they have a, a really big uh, back-to-back set coming up with the uh, Mavericks soon. So that will have some huge ramifications on how that affects that, you know, six, five, six, seven but with the way the, the both those Blazers and Mavis are playing, it feels like the Lakers are pretty secure there. And LeBron starting to ramp up. Um, he's being cautious. I would expect him to be pretty close to 100%. So, yeah, the Lakers certainly, you know, it's going to be weird to feel good about a team that has a number five ceiling in, in the standings. But, yeah, you, you still got to feel pretty good about them, given that those guys are kind of back on track right now. 
Oh, Mike, going back to the Nets in the Eastern Conference really quick, if somebody out there, myself, has some Nets tickets and they're a little nervous with the injuries with James Harden's setback and then just with KD not being able to stay on the floor as well, is there another team in the East that you still see some value in or is it just pretty much Philadelphia? You know, do you see, is it Milwaukee or are there, is there another team maybe like Boston? Yeah, I think that's kind of it. I mean, Boston's been playing pretty well, dropped their last game, but uh, they were missing their two lead guards. Tough loss still against Chicago. But, yeah, I think it's kind of down to those two. And I still feel pretty good about the Nets. It's just – I think it's just bad luck. Um, I trust – you know, KD, obviously he had that Achilles thing, but he's a guy who was always healthy, uh, much like Harden. So, for him to run into this, it's it's just very, very odd. And then in the West, who do you think gives the Lakers, if healthy, if you get a healthy AD and LeBron, who do you think gives them their best shot? I think it's got to be the Clippers. Uh, Paul, another injury. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is out for at least a week for this foot thing that's been bothering him. He was sitting in back-to-backs before that. But, man, Paul George is just on one right now. He's just making everything almost, you know, like Kyrie, where like doesn't matter how you guard him, he's just going to make the shot and just so tough. Uh, he's been playing on another level. Their three-point shooting is record-breakingly great. So I, I still think they're probably the their toughest test, obviously, Denver without – Jamal Murray is going to be tough. I, I think the Suns and Jazz could certainly – I wouldn't be shocked to see them get hot. Uh, no pun intended on the Suns. But, yeah, um, they've played pretty well, too. Booker's playing great. DeAndre Ayton, I've been saying every time I come on the show, I feel like Ayton playing better is the key, and he's playing a lot better. So if they can have a post presence with him, they can defend pick and rolls better, which he's been doing a lot better lately. So I think, again, it's, it's kind of those teams, I feel like. But the Clippers, I think, just having Kawhi and PG and, you know, Marcus Morris, they have really good depth as well. So I think they would be uh, the most likely to knock off the Lakers. With Michael Gallagher at Mike S. Gallagher on Twitter, senior NBA analyst for Establish the Run, this is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on BetQL Daily. And, uh, Michael, I thought it was hilarious when we got word on LaMelo Ball. Hey, by the way, He's he might be playing in a couple of weeks, and just that report moved him from the second favorite for rookie of the year at plus 150, plus 175 to the clear cut favorite at minus 250. If LaMelo returns, and we're talking about him getting on the court for close to 50 games, is he the automatic ROI? I think so. Uh, yeah, what like you said, when that when that news came out, so if you were on it, the the Hornets came out with a news story about 15 minutes before Woj said that he was seven to 10 days out. So if you could get in it right when Woj made that tweet, you got, like you said, great value uh, on that. I think, like, personally, I think he, he still wins it regardless. But, you know, people who bet may be more inclined to look at points scored, games played. I just think LaMelo is so much better. Um, Anthony Edwards, I, I kind of call him like the wild E. Coyote on defense because he has all these elaborate plans of things he's trying to do to get steals. Or like help, and like he just has like a cliff fall out from him or an amble land on his face because they just give up the ball and they score so easily. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, like Tyrese Halliburton's cooked. You know he's losing minutes to Delon right now. So um, yeah, I think it's certainly Lamelo. He was actually the Hornets broadcast had shown him doing some kind of weight training with his wrist. He didn't have anything even on it. So um, yeah, I think he's gonna be back next week maybe. Wow, that's huge for the Hornets, man. Okay, I used to say this about the most improved player throughout much of the year until it became clear that Julius Randle is going to be our winner and the odds reflect that. But now the most intriguing award is Coach of the Year. 
because we have three guys, three guys now at the top as, as Tibbs has entered the race. Which guys your get your vote? Oh, man, I haven't really thought about that, but there's a lot of really good candidates. I mean, you, Quinn Snyder is always going to be getting some appreciation. Like, I hate standings in general for player awards, but mm -hmm. for coaches, I think you kind of got to give them a little bit more value just because, like, I hate, like, for standings, like, it shouldn't be Joel Embiid shouldn't be more likely to improve his odds as MVP if the Nets are, like, missing guys, you know? So... I don't know. Yeah. I, I, Snyder, Tibbs, Tibbs has to be. Tibbs has to be up there. I mean, with, with the way you turn that team around, they're playing great right now. I'm really pumped for that Hawks game today. Hopefully, the Hawks don't rest anybody. But it's pretty much. I'd say him. Uh, I mean, Monty Williams too, right? I mean, he, he's got to be yep. in the running. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't really have a clear pick there. It's going to be really important who finishes down the stretch. But I would say, I, I probably you probably can't give it to Steve Nash just because his talent level is so so good. But if no. I if I had to pick right now. Yeah, I'd probably go Tiz, man. I mean, that team is, is wow. not performing. That they may go <sighs> number four seed. Like the Jazz were pretty good last year too. So, yeah, they're they've really impressed me lately. Mike, I wanted to get your thoughts on tonight's games and maybe some plays that you have. Do you find yourself finding some value in sides and totals still these next couple of weeks, these final couple of weeks of the regular season, where a lot of these teams aren't really motivated? There's tons of load management. We never know who's actually going to start or be on the floor. Uh, do you find yourself playing more or less these next couple of weeks? More. Uh, I think there's a little bit more edge just because if you understand who's back-to-back is more likely to sit. And we have pretty good kind of sample sizes on matchups and some continuity stuff has changed. So, like, one thing I've been doing, and I only pushed in the last game, so Lou Dort rests a lot. Like, when yeah. Lou Dort has been playing, they've been keeping games competitive, but when they rest, and they should have destroyed the Wizards in the last game, they only won by 12 when Russell Westbrook used 29 possessions at 0.44 points per possession, which is horrendous. If like, Westbrook was like even just regular bad at shooting, they would win by 20, 22. But, um, yeah, so that's one thing I like. I, that's interesting. I mean, if Ludor plays against the Pacers today without Sabonis, without Miles Turner, their depth is really banged up. Jeremy Lamb, Doug McDermott, they're starting O'Shea Brissett, it sounds like, again. So I think the Thunder could keep that game pretty close if Ludor goes. Darius Spacey's also playing a little bit better. I know it sounds crazy to talk about who's like the worst team in the NBA right now, but I think they could be competitive. Um, I, I, but it, isn't it also crazy to say that the Pacers are favored by double digits without Sabonis? Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. They they've been playing really bad defense. Like, so the problem with the Pacers is they keep like their defense is like designed to shut down threes, stay home, and like get guys in the paint hey, Miles Turner's not there to protect the paint anymore. So, like, they're really discombobulated in how they're trying to stop teams. So, you know, like, if you play DFS, I think playing Pacers is, playing against the Pacers has been something that's been pretty attractive. Um, yeah, I think the Knicks are in a pretty good spot. I think the Hawks have a lot of guys who've been dealing with stuff. John Collins just got his minutes limit raised. So, I think the Knicks staying at home, you know, both going in back-to-backs. I feel like the Knicks aren't going to arrest anybody where Trey has that – he had that casting a while ago. John Collins just came back. Clint Capel always has an Achilles thing pop up. So I think you can get a pretty good bet on the Knicks, who are just playing lights out right now. Utah's going to destroy Houston today. Um, and, yeah, other than, uh, other than that, there's a couple. Uh, yeah, the Clippers are interesting because you may see the Grizzlies may get Jaron Jackson Jr. back, and Paul George may rest again today. So not having Kawhi and Paul George, you're talking about a pretty big downgrade on a team that is whole, but it's coming off you know pretty tightly contested game against the Blazers. So I think Memphis could be interesting if Paul draws out.
Right. And I feel like the Clippers, I mean, you know, Kawhi's been playing a little bit more, hasn't been using so much load management. But are there any teams like these next couple of weeks that you're like, I got to stay away from the Clippers because they probably are. They don't really care about the regular season a whole lot. They want to rest up. But also any teams that you're circling like to fade, like, for example, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are trying to lose basketball games. Yet yeah. they're covering spreads, I feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like, like I said, I, I like betting OKC depending on who's playing. Right. And. Yeah, Clippers, it's so hard to bet the Clippers because every it's it's like 50-50 shot they're mm-hmm. adding someone to the injury report. In fact, yesterday, Kawhi Leonard wasn't on the injury report to start the day, and then by the time he got close to when the games are starting, they come out with the you know the statement that he's out for a week. So it's, it's like 50-50. We find out like Marcus Morris gets scratched, Kawhi gets scratched, Paul George gets scratched. These reports that come out you know half an hour before the game start. It's it's just laughable that this is happening and teams are getting fined for resting players too much. Like the Clippers aren't really getting fined for just scratching dudes. So yeah, uh, I think one team I'm probably not touching is the Raptors. They're kind of like that as well, where they're just kind of just tacking guys on to the injury report. They have kind of mostly a clean report now, but the last few times they like throw on Kyle Lowry, throw on Ted Van Vliet, throw on Siakam, OG and Anobi, whatever it is. So. Uh, I think them against the Nets is interesting. Landry Shaman played great yesterday, too. So uh, if Kyrie's out there, uh, I think the, the Nets could do some damage. Blake's going to probably rest, too. So that's really tough to piece it together. The Nets may only have eight um, if they do rest Blake. So that, that could be something to watch. He wouldn't want to bet that one until right up before tip. But if the Nets are going to only play eight after a back-to-back game uh, and the Raptors are good to go, I think I can be into that line and look right before tips. So the entire Heat roster is questionable for tonight at San Antonio. I, I'm just looking uh, for your overall feelings on the Heat right now in general. A uh, month out from the playoffs, you know what's going to happen. When we get there, people are going to be making cases as long as they're somewhat healthy uh, for Miami to make another deep run. Uh, are you there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler. Bam is just on another level defensively. He matches up so, so well, especially against the teams up top like they they could take away you know big offensive threats maybe not as deep as Brooklyn is but you know I could see them giving the Sixers a tough series obviously Milwaukee with what they did to them last year but yeah um, Spo said that Tyler Hero Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are dealing with like real injuries now he might have said that just to avoid the fines that have been coming around but uh, Jimmy did hurt his ankle a couple uh, you know three four games ago so him being out certainly isn't all that surprising. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always, I'm always pro heat. I think Spolstra is probably the smartest coach in the NBA as far as game planning goes. So yeah, they could, they, they're, they're the popular dark horse. Michael Gallagher, senior NBA analyst for establish the run at Mike S Gallagher on Twitter. Thank you, Mike. Talk again soon. All right. Thanks so much. Good stuff from Michael Gallagher, except for the Tibbs coach of the year thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm, uh, it was not a bad comment. It's just my frustration at myself. 4.8 to play. We are tied at 112. This one for the lead. 113 to 112 Clippers. To communicate everything in this situation and cannot foul. Down by one. McCullum, pump, jumper. No good. It's over. The Clippers get the win and they rally in the fourth. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. 
Yeah, Clippers on a nice run. Ryan Horvath, we'll talk about the Clippers. If you ask him about the Jazz and the Lakers, he's all over the Clippers, and I certainly can understand that. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvath here. We are live on the bet, 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. Of course, the Odyssey app and the Odyssey Sports uh, YouTube uh, the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Sorry, Jace, get that one out. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, or the podcatcher of your choice. At BetQL Daily on Twitter. All right, Horvat, we've got the NBA card for tonight. It's a full one. We've got 12 games, 12 games. We've got a couple of opinions from Michael Gallagher. Start with Atlanta, New York next. Did you think with a month left in the season, like this would be a premier matchup? But that's where we are right now. New York is favored by one and a half, total of 217. The Knickerbockers have won seven straight games, both games playing on a back-to-back. The Hawks are on fire as well, though, too. Don't forget that. They're 9-2 and over their last 11 games. They've covered their last four on the road. Uh, Knicks, by the way, one of the best ATS records in the game. Yeah. Anything you like here? Uh, nothing, you know, in this one, I would actually lean the Hawks as good as the Knicks have been. And I continue to play the Knicks all season long. I really have. They've been great against the number. And now they're on this win streak. Like you just said, Julius Randle's been great. RJ Barrett's been great all season. He's becoming the player that I was hoping that he would become. Um, but I kind of like the Hawks in this spot tonight. If they're fully healthy, if everybody's out there, if Capella's out there, if Trey Young plays in this game, um, Bogdanovich has been ridiculous lately. I've been playing his player props, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, like every single night over 17 and a half points. He's looking to score the basketball right now. Atlanta a couple weeks ago was one of the hottest teams in the league. Um, if they're healthy now, again, I don't like to make plays until we're about 90 minutes until tip off now in the NBA. If at all. Yeah. Props. I'd probably play Atlanta's road dogs in this one. As good as the Knicks have been. Um, I'd fade them in this spot. Hmm. I'll take a wild, wild guess that a member of our staff, Dylan Burns, is on the Knicks. Yeah. I need that. Do you want to see the Knicks lose a game? I don't want to. Like, I'm rooting for the Knicks. (laughs) You are? Yeah, they made me so much money this year. They have Derrick Rose on the roster. I'm a big Tibbs guy. Taj Gibson. Hey, if you were a Bulls fan 10 years ago, half the roster is New York Knicks right now. Joe Kino, Miser probably, or something like that. Yeah. No, nothing for me in this one, though. It, it will actually be a somewhat impressive win if they win tonight, right? Like, I I need old Knicks fans like, yeah, all these impressive wins. You're going crazy about, what was it, the Hornets last night? I'm like, okay, that's fine. Without LaMelo, yeah, you're great. Hey, let's, let's throw a parade because you're fourth or fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. That's wonderful. You know why another reason, Lan, like, Knicks fans, they've had it bad for like two plus decades. I always go back to draft night. Remember that little kid? They showed his photo. His name was Cody, and it was like Cody's Christmas wish is for the New York Knicks just to make the playoffs. Like, I want Cody to get his wish, right? Like, as a Bulls fan, it's been a bad decade with Gar Foreman and John Paxson. Now at least they're somewhat exciting. You you deserve that. Like, if you're a diehard fan, like Knicks fans, like even like Spike Lee, like they continue to support this team and go to Madison Square Garden and spend money. Why though? Imagine like if your team is just trash every single year. How do you continue to do it, especially with the mistakes that they've made? Now they finally have it right, man. They got the right coach at least for three years because that's usually where Tibbs wears out his welcome once he runs. Do, do, do you feel sorry for Sacramento Kings fans? Like every losing fan base, you feel sorry for them. 
Well, because I don't know any Sacramento Kings fans. <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> I don't know why Divac. I don't know any fans. Yeah. Next, you know, if I did have a play in this game, I'd play the same thing I play pretty much every single night. Julius Randle over points and RJ Barrett over PRA. He's been ridiculous. Uh, Julius Randle could be interesting, especially after 16 points last night against the Hornets. So that helped me uh, win a points bet wager which uh, made me very happy because the Giannis loser sucked the other night I mean Giannis we were texting back and forth we were so frustrated with his play he did did not look like typical Giannis and he exits uh in the overtime with cramps no it pissed me off man because like honestly, yeah, I was not happy it was unlike any game I've ever seen from Giannis where he wasn't looking to facilitate every time he every time he was double team he'd throw the ball into the stands and he really didn't have any interest in rebounding the basketball for the first time in his career either so that one sucked. I still do like a whole bunch of player props tonight, though. Okay. Well, l- let me hit on one other game before we get to those player props, because this is a big one, uh, or at least an interesting one that most NBA fans will be uh, keeping an eye on. Phoenix and Philadelphia. Now, the Suns are favored by a point and a half, and I'm not one to throw out trends, but I think it's noteworthy because it tells you a little bit about this ball club if you haven't been watching a lot of Suns games this year. Okay, and okay, you you don't want to get nuts when you hear a a bunch of qualifiers, but I think there's an overall point. It gives us some insight into what this team is. Uh, The Phoenix Suns are 13 and three against the spread in their last 16 games. When they are facing a team with a winning percentage of at least 600, not 500, not winning team, a winning percentage of at least 600. They are 13 and 3 ATS their last 16 games. That that just tells you they play up to their competition. We saw that the other day with the Bucs. They did not go away. It's been the same thing whenever they play the good teams all season long. So I, I think that that's a trend that's actually worth bringing up. It's impressive what Monty Williams in the squad, CP3, Booker, all the dudes, Aiton, what they've been doing this season. Yeah, and as good as Philly is at home, like I'm looking at Phoenix even in this spot, they've been a great yeah. regular season team. This is the most exciting basketball team they've had since it was Steve Nash throwing alley-oops to Amari Stoudemire. And like I feel like that sometimes when I'm watching this team, much different team. I love watching Devin Booker. But what Chris Paul has meant for DeAndre Ayton has just been huge. He's been huge for Ayton this season. I continue to play Ayton props every single night in – the number really hasn't changed. Every night you're getting over 15 and a half, over 16 points, over nine and a half, over 10 rebounds, which I like. Uh, I have a player prop that I love in this game that I okay. play. Chris Paul over eight and a half assists, continue to go to it. The last time he didn't hit this number, it's only because he only played 20 minutes in the game. He's went over nine assists in nine of his last 11 games, had 10 assists the last time he played against Philly. Even if they put Ben Simmons on him, try to put a bigger you know perimeter player on him, Chris sure. Paul has been hitting this number. He's playing great basketball. You just saw it in Milwaukee the other night, man, and especially in the bigger matchups. He's going to have the ball in his hands, obviously, a lot. I love Chris Paul over eight and a half assists in this in this spot tonight against Philly. That's not a bad call at all. Uh, should we be looking at the Suns to cover the point and a half or whatever number you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think so. Um, again, man, it's like – that I don't like betting against Philadelphia or fading Philadelphia because every time I do this season, that's the night where Embiid finishes with 45 points, 17 boards, hits sure. six threes, doesn't miss a free throw. But again, like Phoenix is Phoenix is that team. It was Utah early in the first half of the season where I feel comfortable backing them every night because in the NBA, so much 
bogus stuff happens at the end of these games, backdoor covers, motivation. You know, you were even a team like the Bucs, like they've had the best regular season record the last two years. So what does the regular season mean to them this year? Not a whole lot. So they're taking nights off. Guys are sitting like we were talking the other night. Giannis wasn't even on a minutes restriction and he wasn't in the game in the last three minutes of the first half. Phoenix is treating the regular season differently, man. Like all these games matter. They're still young enough like to where, you know, they weren't very good last year until they got to the bubble. Then they didn't lose a game, but they still didn't make the playoffs every night. They go out and they actually try. So I love back in Phoenix because they're, you know, every night, you know what their motivation is. They want to win games. Horvat. So the other night, Steph Curry takes over as the leading scorer in the NBA from Bradley Beal, and they're going to face off tonight. So that's going to be another fun one. We got a lot of good games here with this 12 game Wednesday slate. So you have, everyone's looking at the Curry props, everyone. Yeah. The points is 35 and a half. Now the main threes is where I would look and that's six and a half. And at points bet, the over is plus money. Okay. So last six games for Curry, here are his made threes, 10, 11, four, 11, 10, and eight. Do we have to keep rolling with Curry until he stops this, this crazy run? Yeah, and again, it's kind of like the Kelly Olynyk thing that I was doing where he hit the number six of seven games. But with Curry, man, I'm going over 35 and a half points. I'll go over on the threes. And he may hit that by, by half. I mean, he's a video game. And, and what helps is – Which one do you like more? If you had to pick one, which one would you pick? Over 35 and a half points for Curry tonight. Okay. Especially against Washington. They don't play a whole lot of defense. There's two props, actually, that, I, that I'd play in this one. I'd go over on Curry's points until it fails – Look at the run he's on right now, man. He wants to get into the playoffs. He doesn't want to be in the play-in game. And they don't have a whole lot of other guys that could score the basketball. You know, Draymond doesn't look to score. Andrew Wiggins is hit or miss. Wiseman's out for the year. So that's why I love Curry tonight over the points. And I also like the other guy on the other side, Russell Westbrook. Another play that you got to continue to go to until it fails is over 24 and a half rebounds and assists. Just leave okay. the alone. 24 and a half rebounds and assists. He's actually um, nine triple doubles away now from tying Oscar uh, Robertson for most all time. I think he wants that this year. And if you look at it, he's hit this line 12 out of his last 15 games. Last two times these teams met uh, going against Golden State. Who doesn't play a whole lot of defense? He combined for uh, 28 rebounds and assists. So over 24 and a half rebounds and assists for Russell Westbrook tonight. Over 35 and a half points for Steph Curry in the same game I love. Would you bet on Westbrook to get a triple-double? I would. What's the number? That's what I'm looking up right now. Just give give me one quick moment. Yeah, but it, it, in, your, in your mind, what number would you need? Hmm. I mean, oh if I – gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, let me take a guess at where it's at because I can't pull it up for that. Plus <sighs> one's only. Nope. My, my, I, I, my mind is blown right now. Even, hold on. Even money. Nope. Worse. You're not getting three to one or two to one or anything like that. No, 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 no. You got to lay something. You got to lay a price on a triple double. Hold on. You got to lay a price on a triple. You got to lay a price. He wants that record. He wants to break that record. And you look at it every single night. What I've been doing is actually. What do you think it is? What do you think it is first? Minus 140. Keep going, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> To answer your question, I guess, Joe, no, I don't like the triple-double. We'll go with the rebounds and assists. Even the rebounds have been hitting every night. It's Minus 180. For a triple-double. For a tr- To record a triple-double, 
Draymond Green plus a thousand, Russell Westbrook minus one eighty. It just shows it, that's a joke. Joe, that's the run that this guy's on right now. I, I know. I know. And I understand. And he set the record when he was the MVP. But the, <laughs> give give me a no price on that then. If you're going to make him minus 180, I'd like to bet Russell Westbrook not to get a triple-double. Remind me, we got to bring this up when Ross is on, because remember when he said that uh, the most overrated thing in, in all of sports is the no-hitter? No, 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 no. It's the triple-double because – I could get probably, you know, 10 to 1 odds on anybody, Jake DeGrom, to throw a no-hitter. It is crazy. It it is a crazy run. So the last um, nine games, he has (laughs) eight triple-doubles, and the one he missed, he had nine assists. Yeah, see, that's the thing, man. Like, I couldn't do it because it could be a night, especially against Golden State, right? Against Because who's going to be guarding him, Steph? So it could be a night where Russ goes off, though, for 40 16 rebounds and then finishes with eight assists. That's the thing you got to worry about. Is it going to look to pass the ball? Like, let's say, you know, last minute Beal doesn't play in this game. Um, Rebounds have been the way to go. And it kind of scared me off at first because it was 12 and a half every night. And and even though it's Russell Westbrook, you're like, okay, 13 boards for a guard. Every night, though, he's going over. So I'll go over 24 Mm -hmm. and a half rebounds and assists. Stay away from the triple-double. I'm not laying shoes for a triple-double. That is ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> it really is. Any other props uh, you want to mention? Uh, Pascal Siakam over 20 and a half points. I kind of like, and then uh, Jokic over 20 and a half rebounds and assists. We're every night with, especially with Jamal Murray out more of the Jokic one, 20 and a half rebounds and assists. I thought that number was really low. 